Hi, this is Regeline Sabah, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me Podcast. My guest today is Amy Lee Westervelt. Amy Lee is a dream design coach and mindset expert who works predominantly with sensitive and emotionally intelligent entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Amy Lee. Thanks so much for having me, Gigi. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Absolutely. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, but I live now um, outside of Savannah, Georgia with my husband and my five small children. We live in a beautiful house with two acres and I absolutely love it here. Um, and so a little bit about me, I'm a dream design coach. I um, basically, like you said, I help um, sensitive and emotionally intelligent creatives, intuitives, just kind of any of those people that have that extra emotional intelligence. Those are my people. I love it. Now, tell us more about what inspired you to become a dream design coach and mindset expert. Yeah, that's such a great question, too. So I I consistently in my work, I noticed that there was a lot of time where clients of mine would have a really hard time figuring out what they wanted. Um, I had a whole piece of my program um, called Dream Design in my original Mindset Reset program. And I found that that was everybody's favorite. And that was the piece that when we got there, everything just seemed to open up. And so once I could get people to figure out what they truly desired, then they were able to kind of lock onto that and start manifesting much faster. And so for me, it was all about figuring out that if that's the crucial piece, let's take that and expand it. Let's take that, you know, and kind of relate it to the creative process. So I found that in my work that a lot of times the people I would work with, they either had a problem where they didn't know what they wanted. They felt like they didn't deserve what they wanted, or they were just too overwhelmed to figure out what they wanted. Right. And so using that, um, that kind of as, as my fuel, I started the dream design program. I became the dream design coach and I have incredible results. My clients enjoy wonderful transformations. I love what I do and I, I live the dream, you know, I live what I teach and that's a really powerful place to be. I love it. And tell us a little bit more about gratitude and glamor, your company, and a little bit more about your programs. Yeah, absolutely. So Gratitude and Glamour was born from the idea that we can be grateful for what we have and still aspire to more. My motto is that only when we're at our highest vibration, taking optimal care of ourselves, can we do our greatest good in the world. So we've been kind of perpetrated this lie that taking care of ourselves is selfish, that we need to do everything else first. And the truth of the matter is, it's only when we're at our highest self, when we're our highest vibration, that we're doing our best good. That's when we're showing up the biggest. That's when we're making the most impact. That's when we're the most transformational. So gratitude and glamour is all about understanding that I can be grateful and so thankful for what I have and feel so blessed for what the creator has given me. But at the same time, it, it isn't it isn't ungrateful for me to want more, to, to want to shoot higher, to have bigger dreams. And so that's basically what Gratitude and Glamour is all about. Absolutely amazing. And tell us more about your upcoming book, The Colors Inside of Me. Yes. So I wrote a children's book. It is in the process of being illustrated right now. And it's phenomenal. And it's about this little panda. And the panda feels like, you know, he loves art class. He feels like Everybody else has all these beautiful colors, the toucan, the giraffe, and all he is is black and white. 
And so through the course of the story, the teacher shows him all the different colors that he has inside of him, all of the different attributes that make him who he is, and that he is a beautiful tapestry of creation, um, despite the fact that he feels like he doesn't have any color. I love it. And tell us more about your unique law of attraction centric approach. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really passionate about the law of attraction. And I truly believe that we are 100% responsible for our outcomes. Now, that isn't to say that we, you know, we're to blame for the things that happen to us, but we are the only ones who are able to respond, response able. And so for me, it's all about doing the work, doing the mindset work, doing the heavy lifting of what is it that I want, and then creating that alignment between how I feel and the vibration of what I'm trying to attract. And that's my responsibility. So I am very much a proponent of the law of attraction in all of my programs. I believe that it was given to us by God, right? It's not, it doesn't supersede God. It is a construct just like the universe is and a playbook for how to move through our lives you know, uh, with grace and gratitude and thankfulness and, and abundance that, that is our birthright. I love it. And it's important to know our birthright. Very important. Now tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life. Oh man, so many. <laughs> um, well, I think the first one was being raised by a narcissistic parent. Um, I had a parent who, my father, who's a, a complete utter narcissist. And so growing up, I had a lot of um, gifts and a lot of intuitive abilities that were kind of squelched. And maybe I was taught a lot to not listen to my intuition and not listen to my inner guidance and, and made to feel ashamed of my gifts instead of feeling like I could um, you know, embrace them. And I was always made to feel like I had agendas. And so it was really hard for me to accept abundance and to attach myself to receiving. And so that was the first one. And then I think the second one was I was in um, a network marketing company where I did very, very well, incredibly well. And I had to make a choice between my ethical values and, you know, being part of this company. And so I actually left making quite a bit of money, started over at zero right before, you know, Hanukkah, we're Jewish. So think of it at Christmas time, right? When you go to buy your kids all these presents, not really knowing what was going to happen, put it all in God's hands. Needless to say, here I am with my incredible coaching business, which I adore, starting my speaking career. You know, I'm getting out there. I'm meeting new, incredible people who are aligned on the same light worker path that I am. And life is just so good. I love it. Now, you mentioned having to deal with a narcissistic parent. Talk to us a little bit more about the signs and the red flags for the listeners that are listening in today and that will continue to listen in. Tell us a little bit more about those signs and red flags. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that the biggest thing is that you, you, you're you taught to doubt yourself. You're taught that your, your feelings and your beliefs are agendas, right? Well, you only helped them because it benefited you. Um, very much narcissists are all about making you doubt your ability and doubt your worth even. And, you know, there's different narcissistic relationships from a parent perspective. There's so many more dynamics. There's other kids that are involved. There's pitting you against your siblings. I mean, it's actually kind of a traumatic thing that people, you know, study this um, way more than I ever did. Um, but I actually am one of the people who decided to go zero contact with my father just because 
it was just, you know, to, to think of him leveraging my children as a weapon against me at some point, like I just wasn't interested in that. And, and, and I had to do a lot of soul searching to decide to take somebody who, when I was a child, I thought hung the moon. And then I come to find out all these things that I thought were normal ways for a parent to teach a child were not at all. So, um, you know, it was it was a little bit of a mourning process for me. And um, but I have a great stepdad. I have a phenomenal father-in-law. I'm very lucky. I have a lot of mentors. We share some of the same mentors, um, you know, gentlemen that have have stepped in like fathers for me. So I am I am infinitely blessed. I don't I don't feel bad for myself, but I know that the choices that I made had to be made to protect my sovereignty, but also that of my children and of my legacy. Very inspiring. Now you talk about having to tap into receiving. Talk to us a little bit more about that and how did you pivot to be able to receive? Oh man, yeah. I mean, if if women in general could figure this out, right? We would be, it would be incredible. Um, so I had this problem where I would help my clients get phenomenal results. I mean, like transformational out of control. And they would come to me and give me, you know, say, oh my gosh, you helped me so much. And I would be like, oh no, you know, the universe knew that you were ready or you did all the work. And I would divorce myself from the transformation. So what is that doing for the purposes of the law of attraction? It's like, I'm saying, no, I don't want any more of that abundance. No, I don't, I don't want any more of that good stuff. It was like, I was snubbing my nose at being attached. And so the universe was like, hey, we, you know, we hired you, so to speak, to do this work. You're doing it. Like, take credit for it, you know? And 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 I didn't have that strength because it's really a strength to be able to stand there. I felt like if I connected in any way to the receipt of what I was creating, that that it was self-serving, right? That it was that that I was doing it for me. And one day I realized that I was an ambassador of the universe. I was an ambassador of God, of creation. And when I take responsibility for this transformation, I'm saying, please give me another case. Please let me help more people. But if I divorce myself from it, now all of a sudden I'm saying that I'm really not integral to this situation. So they could have done it without me. And then the universe goes, oh, all right, well, then we'll send them over here because that person's, you know, willing to, to take responsibility. So since I've done that, I have magnetized so many more clients. I've My career has taken off incredibly, and I have been able to attract so many more people that were in that spot I was just in to be able to help them because who better to help someone than someone who just went through that? So that's been really powerful for me. That is very powerful. Now, you mentioned God quite often. Tell us more about how important is your relationship with God to you? Oh, I mean, it's it's the supreme relationship. My relationship with God goes above everything else. It's God, and then it's my husband, and then it's my children, and then it's my clients. But, you know, I have a very interesting, I guess, to, for lack of a better word, understanding of what God is. And I do believe that God exists inside of me. Now, that doesn't mean I think I'm God, but it means that I think that being made in God's image, that there is a piece of God that lives within me. So for me, not to have a relationship with it would essentially be not having a relationship with a part of myself. And I believe that we were created in his image. And so the work that I do, I do on behalf of the creator. I do on behalf of the collective consciousness. I do it on behalf of my role as a light worker where I said, yep, I'm going to go to earth at that time. Yep, I'm going to do, yep, that's when I'm going to be there. And I suited up, I put on my human suit 
And I said, let's do it. And so here I am. So yeah, it's 100% important to me. I stay connected to God at all times. I really, you know, as much as I take credit now for what I create, I know that I am an ambassador. I am, um, like I said, a light worker. I am an employee, so to speak, of God um, on behalf of the universe. Amen. I love it. Now tell us more about a time where you experience an aha moment on your life journey. Oh, man. So many of those. I think the biggest one was back when we lived in Alaska and I was just starting out with my, you know, life coaching kind of path. Um, I had just joined that network marketing company and knowing that that really wasn't my path. I wanted to be a visionary. I really wanted to be speaking on stages. And my life coach at the time, who's a phenomenal human being, her name's Christine Roselle, and I've been a client of hers for forever. Um, she told me to read this book that was called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. So I read this book. It's skinny. It's probably like 80 pages or something. And it totally revolutionized my life because I realized that so many things that I thought were problems with who I was growing up, just the way that this kind of parent interacts with their kid. And it was such a weight off for me to be able to realize how much of that was just card carrying emotionally mature parent stuff. So that was really a breakthrough. Like when you find out that things that you've been blaming yourself for and ruminating again, empaths, right? Ruminating on for years, if I just done this different, if I'd only, you know, you're beating yourself up over and over again for these things over time. And then to find out, yeah, no, that's just how those people are. And you're like, wow. So I think that was a really big aha for me. Like the reason I responded or felt the way I felt as a small child was because that's what this dynamic creates. And so I guess, I don't know if that's like what you were looking for, but that's the one that sticks out for me the most. Very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Figure out what you want. Figure out what you truly want, not what you don't want, not what everybody else wants, not what you think you're supposed to want, not what people like you want. Figure out what you really want. Slow down and do the dream design work. Literally sit down and think, what are the feelings I want to have? What are the thoughts and affirmations that are going to go through my mind when I have those feelings? And then what will be the tangible outcomes? What will it look like? What will be the evidence, the physical evidence that I am living that dream? Put those three things together. I call that the dream design blueprint. And you will, you will be amazed at how swiftly and how pretty much effortlessly you start manifesting the things that you desire. I love it. Figure out what you truly want. Very powerful. Now, Amy Lee, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Where can the audience find you? Yeah. So um, you, you're you in my Facebook group. It's called um, Dream Building Entrepreneurs. You can also go to amywesterville.com. Uh, you can send me a friend request. I'm on Instagram. I pretty much you can find me everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Amy Lee at amyleewesterville.com. And Amy Lee, thank you again for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. You have oh, a it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.